Dr. Geneva Speaks. Thank you for tuning in to Dr. Geneva Speaks, where you'll hear amazing leaders from across the nation and around the world. Your host, Dr. Geneva Williams, a cutting-edge, transformational leadership coach, hopes and believes this show will enlighten, entertain, and inspire you to make a difference in the world. So listen up as Dr. Geneva Speaks. Hi, this is Geneva Williams, and welcome once again as we take a look into the heads and hearts of leaders and the greater purpose they inspire in others. I'm delighted to be with you today, and our guest uh, today is Sophia Nelson, political strategist, leadership expert, author, and attorney who is redefining the rules for 21st century living and success. Sophia is an uh, author, a MSNBC and TV One political commentator, was a columnist for Essence Magazine and the Washington Post Outlook, and also served as White House correspondent for Jet Magazine. Sophia has held various senior and executive positions within the government and corporate sector. She appears on CNN, Fox, The Today Show, and numerous other networks on her views on leadership and helping women redefine themselves by tapping into the power within. Currently, um, Sophia is the CEO of her own national public affairs consulting firm. She's a highly sought-after motivational speaker, lifestyle expert, and leadership trainer with uh, Fortune 500 companies and at universities. And one of the things I'm very excited to talk with Sophia about is her award-winning book, Black Women Redefined, Dispelling Myths, Discovering Fulfillment in the Age of Michelle Obama. Isn't that a phenomenal title? You know, I know everyone is just waiting to hear what she has to say about that. And this has been cited as a, this book has been cited as a tool for helping black women to better navigate their careers, their lives, and relationships outside of damaging stereotypes. And then Sophia has a a very recent book, Hot Off the Press, The Woman Code, which reveals the principles that help women unlock their personal and professional power. So, see, it's just going to be an exciting, exciting conversation with Sophia Nelson, and I'm glad she's uh, joining us. We've had some terrific guests, uh, Felicia Davis, who was uh, with us um, just about a week or so ago, Monique Carswell, and we've been talking um, mainly about uh, women and how they Uh, define and redefine themselves in leadership positions, whether that's in the workplace, uh, at home, their careers. And we've gotten a lot of tips and strategies um, from these uh, guests. One of them I I remember in particular uh, talked about, uh, one of our guests talked about knowing yourself and defining yourself very well and having finding the what it is that that you want to do in life and setting goals 
And then another one of our guests uh, talked a lot about um, developing a vision, following that up with a plan, and then something very interesting that that I want to remind our listeners of. Um, Our guest also talked about doing something exciting uh, every quarter, Uh, and she was uh, hosting a conference one uh, quarter, one month, she would have a conference on uh, phenomenal women and bringing women together to talk about uh, various leadership strategies. And then in another, the next uh, few months, she would have a book signing. Um, and the whole point of it was to keep yourself active and visible and out there. So so I think we've learned um a number of things from uh, our guests, and we'll be right back with you in just a moment to talk with Sophia Nelson. So welcome back. Dr. Geneva Speaks. Thank you for tuning in to Dr. Geneva Speaks, where you'll hear amazing leaders from across the nation and around the world. Your host, Dr. Geneva Williams, a cutting-edge, transformational leadership coach, hopes and believes this show will enlighten, entertain, and inspire you to make a difference in the world. So listen up as Dr. Geneva Speaks. Thank you for joining us uh, again uh, today. We're looking forward to talking with Sophia Nelson, who's a political strategist and leadership expert and author and attorney. And we've been talking with uh, a number of women, uh, women all across the country, about uh, leadership and what would what are some of the best strategies and things that they've learned in being a leader? We had a conversation recently with uh, one of our guests uh, who talked about uh, the tremendous impact that um, people in her lives had, and and it's really okay, can great you hear? to be hearing. Yes. Okay. It's really yes. great to be hearing. It's really great to be hearing from all of these. Uh, women about uh, what has made an impact on them as they have taken their leadership journey. So first, let's let's hear from Sophia Nelson about her leadership journey. How are you, Sophia? I'm fine. How are you? Doing really great. We we I'm so excited that you're you're with us. Um, you have a phenomenal career as a political strategist, a leadership expert, and author. And I want to hear about your your new book. But you know, I, I I talked about a little bit about your background, but I'm sure I've left a lot in terms of your uh, your career. <laughs> tell us tell us a little bit about your leadership journey. Well, I'm not sure exactly what you've already said, so I, I ask your audience to forgive me if I repeat. And I'm I'm one of those humble kind of gals, so I don't like to talk about myself a whole lot. I will simply say that um, 
I'm an author of now two books, working on the third uh, that will come out this fall, uh, right in time for the political campaign. It will be about politics instead of my sweet spot, which is women, as you mentioned, and me always talking about women and, you know, how we should love ourselves, like ourselves. Um, I don't like the word empowerment. I believe in transformation. I think I know a lot of empowered people who aren't, um, they don't like themselves. They don't take care of themselves. They grind. And um, I think that we as women of a new generation have to kind of do things differently, right, in this new 21st century. Uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm a lawyer by background. I'm a TV pundit. All that stuff I'm sure you've already said. And uh, But I, I'm just a girl at heart, like I say, on a mission to live a, a transformed life and to help others transform their lives as I'm able. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. Sophia, you mentioned staying on mission. How do you do that? Staying on mission. You know, um, mm-hmm. with all of the distractions that we have, particularly as women of this time, you know, when you think of our grandmothers and our great-grandmothers and our mothers even, if you're my age, I'm in my 40s, so, you know, my mother's a baby boomer, my grandmothers are of the greatest generation. And they had very different lives than we do. They had quieter lives. Um, that didn't mean they weren't busy, you know, raising families, but very few of them were career women. Um, very few of them were, um, maybe they were working outside of the home, maybe they were domestics, maybe they were uh, school teachers or whatever, but their lives were very different. You know, they, they were home with their families. Uh, their primary focus was raising their families and, you know, their marriages and, and just kind of taking care of the family, whereas women now, they have that responsibility times 10, and they mm-hmm. have to balance it all. And I like to tell women that there really is no life work, work-life balance. There's really only life integration. And the way you stay on mission is that you have to integrate well and multitask well everything that's on your plate. You, you just, and, and women are the original multitaskers. We're, we're good at it. Uh, men not mm-hmm. so much. And I think that that is a strength, right, that we take into the workplace as leaders and executives, et cetera, uh, in this new time that uh, has really helped a lot of companies uh, do things differently from an HR perspective. Otherwise, um, you know, it, it's made a big difference. And so this this integration, and you're saying this is, something we take into the workplace. Give me an example. Have you, uh, has there been a time where you really had to use this integration technique, this multitasking strategy? Oh, God, yes. Every a, a second of every day of my life. Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah it's, uh, let me back up a moment and say this for your listeners. Number one, you asked me about staying on mission, and I don't want to, not really answer that thoroughly because I think it's an important question. Um, The key to success, there are a number of keys to having a successful, what I call work life, home life, relational life, uh, and, and spiritual life even. And that is two things. You have to make choices and you have to be consistent. You have to make choices and you have to be consistent. One of my biggest pet peeves in life is people who are inconsistent. You know, one minute you tell me you're going to do something, and then the next day you don't do it, you don't follow up, you don't follow through, you know, that kind of thing. And it's a killer. And the other thing is, if you're going to stay on mission, right, whatever your mission is in life, you have to make a decision 
about what you're going to do, how you're going to do it with excellence or with mediocrity. And I really believe that I'm a black and white girl. I don't believe in a whole lot of shades of gray. I know other people do, but I really don't. And I believe that you make choices and you make decisions and you're going to live with what you do. And so I think that in terms of integrating what I'm simply suggesting to your listeners is that you have to integrate your choices and see with your desires, with your goals, with your priorities, meaning people uh, should always take precedence in your life. And I mean this. I'm not just saying it. Some of it's a function of me being older now and getting to that midlife place where you recognize that your true wealth in life is your family and your friends. It's not the job. It's not the house. It's not the cars. It's not the things that we can lose and that can, you know, be taken from us. The true wealth in your life is people and relationships. And I think that smart companies, smart industries get that and they focus on that human capital. So that's really what I meant about the integration. You have to just do it all. And you also have to understand that people are people and people aren't robots. So if my child is sick, for example, and I'm at work, I need to be in a company in an environment and as a leader provide the space for people to be able to care for their sick child and still do their job. Even if that means I got to let them work from home or I have to, you know, create some other type of structure that's what the smart companies and people are doing now. They're learning to integrate versus put people in boxes and say, hey, if you don't do it this way, you're out of here. You don't fit into our culture. Well, that's bogus mm-hmm. because, you know, we're diverse people. Uh, women are diverse. Uh, men are diverse. We're diverse. And um, we have to have structures in our lives and um, accommodating of, of those type of needs. Mm-hmm. Now, it's is- is this what your uh, book, The Woman Code, is about, what you've just talked about? Is that yes. part well, of it, this integration, this balancing? No, the premise of The Woman Code, it, it is, but the premise of The Woman Code is everything you need to win at life is already inside of you. And I believe that every single person listening, you, me, anybody, we all have greatness in us, every single one of us. There's not one of us that walks this earth that's born that doesn't have the power and the potential to be phenomenal and to be a genius and to be creative and to be empowered and to be transformed and to be, uh, you know, an astronaut, a president. Whatever it is that we desire is within us, but it's the power to tap into that by unlocking virtues and values that I believe are both timeless, meaning they've been around for thousands of years and hundreds of years, and time-relevant, meaning they still fit in this time in which we live and and how do you what kind of advice do you give to women uh on how to unlock that uh personal power that they have within Well that's what the codes are. Ooh. That's what the codes okay. are. You can buy the book. I can't tell you that cuz then I give it away. <laughs> you can't even give us a little sneak peek because I'm sure well, once our, for, listeners, for, for as our listeners are hearing you they'll be out they'll be out to buy that book. How about a little teaser? So listen, so, so so here's here's how I broke the book down. And I let me say this, too, and you could probably hear it in my voice. I am incredibly sick. I've been so sick for, like, the last week and a half, and it's just a misery index, I can't tell you. So I love Pam Perry, who connected us. So that's why I did this show. I want you to know that. And uh, I um, – Thank you. But as far as the woman code goes, um, it's broken down into five parts. Okay, there are five sections to the book that really encompass a woman's life. 
and that is personal, that is um, spiritual, it's emotional, it's professional, mm-hmm. and it's relational. Each one of us mm-hmm. lives in those five areas of our lives every single day. We, you know, In other words, you don't get to pick a box and say, today I'm not going to deal with God and I'm just going to deal with the job, and today I'm going to deal with the family, but I'm not going to deal with the job, and today I'm going to deal with the emotional need I have, but I'm not going to deal with the, the, the physical or the spiritual or the financial need I have. It's not how we work. So, again, it gets back to this process of integrating every aspect of ourselves to be mm-hmm. the best us. And so my favorite section of the book, frankly, are section one and section five. Section one is the personal. The first four codes are know your value, um, make peace with your past, teach people how to treat you, and uh, what is number four? Be authentic. And so um, Mm. those four codes, in my humble opinion, those four, really, if you get the first one wrong of knowing your value, if you don't know your value in this life, no one else ever will. And so you've got to love you and like you first. And that's something that women have not been taught. Women have been taught to put everybody else first, to take care of everybody else first, even when we're sick, even when we have needs, even when we're dying on the vine. We've been taught to put everybody else first. And that's not good. That's why so many women are burned out. Women are having heart disease, heart attacks, strokes, diabetes, things at rates that men used to have 50 years ago and women didn't have. Because women are now taking on the same responsibilities and burdens as men did 50 years ago, 30 years ago, 20 years ago. And so my whole premise in this book is to help women unlock the things they already know. Maybe for a younger generation of women, they don't know some of these things first. So for them, it'll be discovery. But for people who are 40 and over, these are things that you'll go, oh, yeah, my grandmother told me that. Yes, or mm-hmm. oh, I know that. Oh, man, I haven't practiced that forever, and I need to rediscover that part of myself. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And so... In, in your book, you you break this down for uh, women to to read about, to refresh, to remember, and to begin to look inside themselves. Um, that's phenomenal. Well, I'm going to go out and buy the book <laughs> because just well, what you're I, I'm, I'm about, glad. Just, I think it'll bless you. Good yeah. It, it just makes it just makes all the sense in the world, and for you to put that down in probably some very clear, um, make sense language is is great. Let, let me ask you, as as you've talked to many women, as you've seen uh, women and men, what do you think is the biggest challenge facing leaders today? Leaders, um, it is a diverse workforce, and it is adjusting to whether it's your church, whether it's your pastor leader, whether you are a corporate CEO in the Fortune 100 or 10, whether you are uh, in the education industry, whether you are in the healthcare industry, whether you're in the sciences and technology, whatever it is, you are dealing with the challenge of a global marketplace and global diversity and global people who are now instantly connected at the touch of a button. And that requires Mm -hmm. very unique leadership that is flexible, fair, focused. It requires consistency. It requires, uh, you know, choices to be made. And it it, it requires that you are uh, someone of character and of virtue. And you have to be able to deal with people, all kinds of people. That is the biggest challenge of the 21st century because the model up till now has been white and male. And then it was white male and white female with, 
people of color kind of spattered about, and then it, you know, now it's changed and it shifted because the white population is shrinking. Uh, not just here in the United States, but globally, and people of color are the majority. So, so again, being uh, prepared, being able to understand. So, a, a, a good leader for today, a great leader, needs to be able to understand that diversity and be able to uh, develop those relationships, respect the differences in people, um, yep. and. Yep. Are, are you finding um, what are you finding in, in the corporate world today? Are you seeing those changes happen? Are you seeing people uh, readjusting, recalibrating? Well, some companies are doing well, most are doing poorly, and they, that's you know they they talk a good game, but they don't want to do the work because doing the work mm-hmm. is tough. It requires retraining your people, shifting cultures, and people don't want to do that. And particularly if the people at the top don't look at like the people who are coming into the workforce now. It, it's human nature mm-hmm. to guard what you have, and there's a lot of that. And it's a very complicated process, but I think for purposes of what you want your audience to know and, and what we've talked about, I think that it comes down to the, the, the wealth of the 21st century is human capital. That's what it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, Sophia, tell me, so, you, again, you, you've just uh, – You've just been on um, many TV shows. You're uh, sought after. You're, you know, you're a, a writer and author. Who impacted you? Who made a difference to you? Was uh, so there someone people. who mentored so you? How, how, and how did how did they affect your life? I think I had a lot of mentors um, along the way. Um, you know, my mother was a big, big impact in my life. I think that uh, she still is. I think that I just had too many people to name. I had amazing people in my life, and they made a difference. But let me say this. The truth is, and if my mother were on the show, she would tell us, I've been highly motivated, she said, from the moment I popped out and lifted up my head and was a baby <laughs> to not do to they're about a month old. And she said, I had this big grin. I lifted my head up, and they were mortified, like, babies don't do that. And I had a grin. And that personality to this day, I'm mm-hmm. bouncy, I'm kind of tigger, happy, you know, you know, high energy. So some of that is just in my DNA, I think. And uh, mm-hmm. I really um, would just, uh, you know, to close out, I would encourage people to really – know themselves and go back to that first code know your value when you discover you and your true number four to your authentic self and you stop lying to yourself and you stop wearing a mask and you stop feeling like you have to deny who you are you have to shrink back to please others when you find your voice in this world you must go forward and you must walk in that and have the courage find the courage find the bravery code number 15 to be who mm-hmm. you are. And when you do that, that's when your life, your relationships, everything in your life blossoms. It's like the color comes on. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Now, is some of that uh, what you talked about in, I believe might have been your first book, Black Women Redefined it with a provocative title, Dispelling Myths and Discovering Fulfillment in the Age of Michelle Obama. You got to tell our listeners at least give us a tagline or two about that book. What was that? Yes, about? I will. And then I, I gotta run because I'm literally running into the doctor's office and get some more okay, medicine. Not a problem. Uh, but I am. Um, yeah. 
woman redefined dispelling this and discovers fulfillment in the age of Michelle Obama uh, was my first book. And I think the premise was different than the woman code. Uh, that book was written specifically to African-American women, and it was my love letter to my sisters. And what I really wanted to say to black women, and if you follow me on social media and you see me, you know, go on my rants once in a while about how much scandals work in my nerves or how much being Mary Jane's work in my nerves or whatever, <laughs> images that I still see of black women are horrible. We're tramps, we're whores, we're bisexual, we are, we have no values, we are cussing, fighting, angry, um, neurotic, suicidal. I mean, can I, should I keep going? And I, I just don't know women like this. I don't. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't know women like this. And I feel like my message to us as black women was the image of us has been so wrongly defined and misdefined and mishandled and just awful that we need to take responsibility for ourselves and our own destiny and our own imaging and I think Michelle Obama sets the perfect standard. It's not that Mrs. Obama is a perfect woman. I covered her for a couple years at the White House. She's not a perfect woman, but she is the model of what a modern woman, African-American woman, who has it all, husband, kids, well-educated, high earner, you know, successful in her own right, but able to be a supportive and loving wife, that's the model we should be teaching our daughters and our nieces and our young women in our lives. I just feel strongly about it. Mm-hmm. So that's like the the um, the leadership legacy, and and it seems to me is from from your books, although they perhaps were a little different, um, but still all of them seem to be leaving a legacy, be leaving something to say to help inspire. Uh, women to the next journey. Well, Sophia, I am I'm so delighted that you were able to join us today. I know you're you're feeling ill, but it you yeah, feeling, I'm pretty bad shape. <laughs> yeah, but you, you may be feeling that way. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you must be a double double powerhouse when you're feeling good because you have left us with, I think, just some incredible incredible information on um, balancing in life, but really not balancing, integrating uh, the power is within us, the unlocking of the codes within us, and also just, I just, having, hearing you talk about how many, many uh, people feel about the First Lady Michelle Obama as what an incredible role model uh, of the modern woman uh, who has it all, who's integrating it all, who continues to look beautiful, act beautiful, think smart, be smart, and just have it all together. And so sharing those things with us as, as well as giving us some insights to your code, your uh, uh, codes and the women's code has been phenomenal. I appreciate it so much. And listen, uh, we'll get you back another time um, when you're feeling a little bit better, but this has been awesome. Thank you so much, Sophia. Yeah, I'm your guest. And I'm my pleasure, and, and I would love to come back another time when I am, uh, you know, my normal self and um, not sitting here with, you know, runny nose, whole thing. <laughs> you guys, make sure you take but again, to see. That's right, but yourself. again, you're, it's, it's you're going to the 
you're going to the doctors, you're staying on mission, and you're still integrating it all. Thank you so much, Sophia. There you go. Listen. Yeah, so listen, um, I want to just share with all of you, again, we've been talking with Sophia Nelson. Um, She's got two great books. Uh, Her last one is The Woman Code, uh, which is a love letter uh, to women, uh, helping women unlock their personal and professional power. And again, that's that's why we talk to um, leaders, uh, women and men from all across the country, Every, every week, we want to um, share with you some of their tips, some of their secrets. And, you know, again, we've heard from Sophia tonight, it's not about work-life balance. It really is about integrating and making choices, being consistent in that. And, in fact, that the, and what we have to do is unlock that power. So go get her book, The Woman Code. I'm sure she's got lots of tips for everyone there. And, listen, thank you for joining us today. If you have comments or ideas about other leaders you'd like to hear from, visit my website at drgenevaspeaks.com and stay tuned for our next show when we inspire great leaders for greater purpose. Thanks for tuning in to Dr. Geneva Speaks. Dr. Geneva Williams, an expert facilitator and leadership coach, lecturer, and keynote speaker. For more information on Dr. Geneva, visit her online at www.drgenevaspeaks.com. That's drgenevaspeaks.com.